for the end. No, I know, but just so you have it open in a separate tab. Okay. What? But I'm going to have to pull up some other stuff for the game. Oh, so that's fine. You're going to have to... You're going to have to... Um... That's fine. I'm just trying to help you be prepared. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Look, we would normally say warm sounds, but that was more like an old couple bickering at the start there. Dulcet <laughs> sounds of some arguing. 110 episodes in, I still don't know how to do the podcast. It's amazing. Hi. Uh, <laughs> a miracle. Uh, what's up, everyone? It's Beer Engine Podcast. Griff, of course. Tony yep. uh, over there. Tony, your head's looking freshly uh, shaved. Did you just tie that bad boy up? Well, yeah, I, I used to do it myself, but I can't be bothered these days. So, yes, I went to a hairdresser and got it done. Oh, okay. Thirty-five bucks yeah. is not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal to get make sure it's nice and clean. Now, do yeah. you think? Uh, do you think? Um, yeah. Now, are you inspired? Were you inspired? Alex Jones has the full-on shaving now. Are you inspired by him? Were you Were you enjoying, uh, you know, getting some more bald pub out there? Is or is he a, you know, do you need him to get that hairdo back so he's less of an example for all the balds? Look, I I don't think there's a parallel. Yes, we've got bald heads, but have you seen the way he trims his beard like a maniac, where he, he goes really yeah, tight under the chin? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah is, it's really weird. Yeah, awful. what a strange. Yep. Well, you might have heard her already, but we've got Kelly back on the show. It's been many, many, uh, many moons since you've been here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Great. And I, I thought you were going to make a joke about how I cut your hair and Tony now goes to pay to have a haircut. Oh, yeah, Kelly still cuts my hair. We still do that. We just yeah. sit and stand out on the porch. But, um, but you're, well, you're sure about, you're you've got hair still. Like I've got hair. a lot of it, too. Yeah, you said I'm freshly shaven, but it's not like I had a lot of length the last time you saw me. It was just... There wasn't a lot to do, yeah. No, there's not a whole amount of work. Um, all right, well, Kelly, maybe your day's about to get worse. We're about mm. to crack open for today's show. Our very first cans of Jepson's Malort Spritz. Ooh. Have a peek, Tony. Wow. This is a little Malort. I'm this scared. is a, a spritz made with Malort, grapefruit, hibiscus, and, and lime. Hibiscus. Hibiscus. I love a hibiscus. You ever have one of those? They're great. Uh, it's after your snow and you need a biscuit. That's a hibiscus. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. But hibiscus is. All right. It's pretty good. Um, definitely the taste of Malort. <laughs> Kelly does not agree. I don't. The, the, Hold on. Griff says it, it's pretty good, and then I look at Kelly's face, and I'm like, "Is he real?" Well, I like it. It's bitter. It's nice after dinner. We just ate dinner, and it was pretty spicy, and there was a lot of it. So this is pretty nice after that. It is sort of a. Very bitter Aperol spritz in my okay. mind. This is a insanely bitter Aperol spritz. I like See, an Aperol This spritz. just confirms for me that I can only drink Malort mixed with other things. You like, like this, or I, this? I like this. I was confused because I went in thinking it would be bad because it's Malort. It is Malort. And Malort, to me, tastes like garbage water. And bug spray. 
Yeah. Yep. And this does not taste like that at all, but I do think it's because it's mixed with Stuff. hibiscus and lime. Yeah, it's it's a pretty nice drink. I think you had a, some kind of Malort Negroni. I did. Uh, in it Chicago, was and you liked it. a Chicago style Negroni, and I it didn't have any of the ingredients listed. And I was like, "Ooh, sounds good." Kelly thought it was going to have celery salt and relish and I didn't pickle even and mustard and <laughs> tomato and onion on there. Mm, no ketchup though. I was like, "What the hell do you no think ketchup. Chicago style means I when there's just, alcohol?" I don't know. <laughs> it went completely over my head, as it many things yeah. do, and. I was like, oh, this is good. And this the bartender got a weird green color too. Bartender comes over and he's like, Do you do you like it? And I was like, Yeah, it's great. He's like, Oh, well, I don't really like the main ingredient and it's made with malort. And I was just like, oh, oh I've been had. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, you got it. So. Do you do you think malort's one of those ingredients that's no good by itself, but like an anchovy? is delicious in a whole bunch of foods mm. and then you get an acquired taste for it and then it's delicious by itself? Perhaps. See, anchovy. Like it it's itself. not going like to persuade me to try it by itself again. <laughs> Maybe can't we can this. get you to I, try I, it through a red vine. That was always our thing on on polarizing images. Was yeah. <laughs> we used how about to get a Tim one. Tam? How about we suck down Ooh. some malort through a Tim Tam? <laughs> a Tim Tam slam with malort. That sounds malort. <laughs> truly horrendous. Bug spray That's through a, a chocolate wafer biscuit. Cooking cookie. Sorry, not biscuit. So, so, Tony, we, we brought up Alex Jones a little bit. Is there any update with him this week? It seemed like there was some stuff. I saw something. Uh, I, sometimes with Alex Jones, I can't tell if it's some news or it's a promoted uh, story. It's hard to tell what you're getting fed yes. on the different news websites. If, uh, so what do you got? You're, you're my trusted Alex Jones source. Let's, let's, get our, let's get our weekly update. The on only... Breaking news coming out of Alex Jones this week is we are all aware that he sent a picture of his wife to Roger Stone, correct? We all, mm-hmm. we're that all aware is hot, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. We had confirmation from his wife that he did that without permission. Shocker. So that's the only news around Alex Jones. Now, his okay. wife is not looking to pursue anything legally because she's got her own legal battles in regards to a domestic assault allegation that she's fighting against Alex <laughs> from back in the I day. I love the idea that somebody would consent to sending a nude picture to Roger Stone. That's so creepy. That, that, no. That's such a concept to, to wrap your head around that there's someone <laughs> being like me. Okay. So we're married. Uh, we got two married people here. I don't like where this is going. Uh, <laughs> just imagine a scenario where you're married to Alex Jones and he's like, Hey baby. Uh, can I send one of those topless pictures over to my creepy old, like 80 year old man who works for five? But this, it does happen. Like we, we know through other podcasts that we've been involved with that relationships. I'm like, what is he about to say? (laughs) This happens with permission. These photographs have circulated with permission. Somebody Uh was involved with a calendar in, with this in Iowa back in the day. Oh, I remember that. With consent. But come on, it's Alex Jones and it's Roger fucking Stone. He's the biggest creep in the world. This is a dude. We used to talk about steampunk aesthetic, aesthetic back in the day. This is a guy that is steampunk personified. He's a creep. He's a weirdo. And 
it just makes my skin crawl. So, yeah, yeah. super creepy. And getting a picture of Alex Jones' wife and being like, all right, I'm going to save this for later. You save this for a lonely evening. When Tubin was being Tubin, whether it was over Alex Jones' wife, I could imagine Jeffrey Tubin. Mm. <laughs> That's damn hell yeah. Uh, I'm sorry right, you had so to be on this call, Kelly. <laughs> It's no, fine. I told her she was going to have to suffer through all this. I okay. So the malort taste does come through, as it does with malort. It lingers, mm-hmm. and I've stopped drinking it after continuously continue, taking sips. I'm like, oh, it's good, it's good. And I stopped, and now I'm like, mm, Bugs there's the malort. <laughs> yep, there it is. So what's so the you o- just drink more to wash it down? Yeah. What's the overriding taste? Is it bug spray or is it hot garbage? What's the number one taste that wins out first? Do you get like a a whack of hot garbage followed by the aftertaste of bug spray, or is it bug spray up front with hot a hot trash finish? I think it's it's the latter. You, you get more again once the hibiscus and the lime has trailed off. It's more of that dingy. Bug spray. Ugh. We have aragon in Australia. I wonder whether it's, it's the same it's sort lighter. of bug spray, where it's really metallic and yeah. Quite oh horrible. yeah, and if it's like the stuff that if you're about to go into like the deep woods and you need to have the super protective deet, which yeah, is sure. We're just yeah. talking about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We, I know we had just we, had to buy some. We need that stuff all the time because we have a. A mozzie problem, especially where I live, because we're near, right near farmland, like directly across the road mm. from the farmland. So we know what dealing with mozzies is like. So I was, so I, we're getting some weird shit on ESPN Plus these days, gang. I don't know yep. if anyone else has ESPN Plus out there. Cornhole. We're getting Northwood. No, no, we're getting Northwoods League Baseball, which is like um, a, a, a college wood bat summer league type shit. So I'm flipping through the different things on this channel, and they're playing a game, and this is relevant because you're just in Wisconsin. Uh, they're playing a game in, like, Wausau, Wisconsin, which is, like, central north Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and there are so many fucking bugs flying around. It is clouding the camera. There are just oh, hundreds cool. of little mosquitoes and That's moths, nasty. like, about. Uh, this is impossible to use this link. I'm <laughs> losing my mind right now on... on Google Docs. Okay. Why don't you try it on your phone? While, while you're using Google Docs, talking about weird sporting events, I came across a weird sporting event the other day on one of our traditional TV channels, one of our five non-cable channels, on their streaming service. And it was just titled Vaulting. What do you think the sport vaulting entails? It's not the gymnastic vaulting. I will give you that. It's not like Paul. Vault. Good guess, Kelly. Did you have a guess? I was going to also say like a something pole vault related or hurling something, like vaulting something over something else. You're not throwing your body, but another object. No, you're actually throwing other people's body. It look it up. It's like midget midget vaulting or something. It's horse vaulting. So there's a horse no, going around in a circle. And there is a team of four people doing oh acrobats God. on the back of a horse. It is the weirdest sport <laughs> ever. So for anybody in Australia, jump on 7 Plus and just type in vaulting 
and you'll get this bizarre sport. You can look it up on on um, YouTube. There are clips on YouTube, but yeah, it it was an Olympic sport in one Olympics. Did you want to take a guess at, on at which Olympics that was? It's. Way I feel like this had to be yeah, like way like in like the early what nineteen hundreds or something. Early 20th century, so early uh, 19... I'm going Stockholm, not 1912. Very close. I, I'm almost tempted to give that to you because it's 1920 Antwerp. Uh, oh. Antwerp, all right. Hey, I, we, I only thought of that because me and Kelly have been to the Olympic Stadium in Stockholm. Oh, that's true. I just looked up vaulting and it says it's best described as gymnastics and dance on horseback sort of looks like a tommy bartlett type thing but with oh, horses yeah if anyone like a, has ever been to wisconsin dells there's these um it's like a water skiing yeah, show water tommy. And, and they, they do like shit, humid yeah. pyramids on water skis and yeah. crazy crap this all right tony i was able to get to the link i need i wanted if we've since we got an alex jones update uh, and since we got a weird sports update, I do want to give a pizza update. We, we've been doing Domino's. It feels like we're talking about Domino's once a week at this point. Yep, it does. Because uh, some of our listeners are getting Domino's up, or and, and hosts, in fact, are getting Domino's updates to their phone because they've said Domino's too many times. <laughs> so this one's from Pop, Papa John's. Uh, Papa John, the pizza place that used to be run by that racist man, and now is probably run by a different racist guy, but he's not doing anything. Being famously racist, anyways. Uh, Papa John's new pizza bowls. Uh, this is from CNN Business. See Papa John's new pizza bowls, just toppings, no crust. So, uh, according to this, Papa John's sales are still up, but growth is slowing. Oh no! Uh, in the second quarter, sales at its North American restaurants uh, at its uh, that have been open just a year, at least a year, grew just under one percent. That's down from 5% in the same period last year. Now, in the second quarter of 2020, Tony, and everybody wants this to last forever, uh, the sales jumped 28%. That's weird. Why would pizza delivery jump 28% when we were all in the house? Strange. Fucking crazy. Anyways, people may be, one reason for the slowdown, people may be getting tired of pizza. Nope. That's all right. That's not the issue here, people. So what we got here is it's all toppings, no crust. It comes in three varieties, garden veggie, chicken alfredo, uh-oh, Kel, oh, no. uh, and Italian meats trio. We got competition. Uh, they are available to the company's loyalty members this week. All right, we better get in that club. Uh, they cost $7.99. So you've... I'm trying to, uh, so I guess it's just, it's in a bowl and it's just cheese and the stuff and you just scoop it out. With no sauce like by a, the look of it. Like you look at uh, that and there's, there's no, no tomato Maybe sauce. there is some sauce. Where? I can't see anything that I'm reading that says there is sauce. To me, if it's just cheese and toppings, that's essentially what I, I think in Mexico would be called like a queso fundido type thing where it's just sort of some melty cheese with some, you know, you might put some chorizo on there, or some like uh, veggies in there, or it's got a fondue type, maybe a raclette type thing. Not, not, not that fancy. Yeah. But it's just cheese on top of vegetables. It just looks like a sad frozen meal. It looks like it's the saddest lean cuisine yes. you've ever found. Yes. Yeah, it's really yep. miserable. Pizza without the crust. 
Yeah. So if, if you're sick of pizza, you can't switch to this. You need to, if you're sick of pizza, my man, you need to go like learn how to make a vegetable or like a, cook a steak or something. You know what I mean? Like Not you can't be that. eating this just, thing. This thing is depressing. Just make a good omelet for the same price. I was watching a Munchies video the other day and they were doing a Hong Kong style omelet. And that thing looked amazing between. You make a good rooms. omelet for. Yeah. For a, for like an eighth of the price. What does one egg cost? I know the eggs have increased in price, but what does an egg cost here, Kel? They're about 70 cents. cents. $10. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, 50 cents American. Yeah. So you're looking at pretty cheap for an egg. So you make a, a what, a three egg omelet? Yep. Yeah, you know, you're, you're out a buck You're out of buck and a quarter. <laughs> you <laughs> maybe throw some, throw, throw, about th- throw about 30 cents worth of, uh, green pepper and ham in there if you want to make one of them Denver omelets if you're feeling fancy. Or yeah. open up the world's best meat product, some Spam, fry off a couple of no, Spam yeah. slices. Delicious. Oh, yeah, that's how they do it in Vegas, baby. Yeah, but all of that requires way more work than just getting on your phone, opening up your Domino's app, and ordering your hot bowl of slop. It's your but Papa John's it? app. Or whatever. But Whoever it. it is. Have you done an online Domino's order recently? They're trying to upsell you on everything. At least yeah, you got to get those little Do you want churros from Domino's? No, I don't <laughs> want churros from Domino's. No, I don't want wings from Domino's. I just want fucking pizza. I don't want your Have drinks. You- I don't want your garlic bread, which is hot trash. I want your mm. pizzas, and that's all I want. Don't try and upsell me. I don't want to do your Google survey at the end to go into a wine club. No, thank you. Streamline that. You can discount your Domino's order by 8% if you join Naked Wines. Uh, this one pairs really well with your order. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, we uh, we didn't. You know what? I, I actually have not eaten enough pizza. It's been a it's been a solid week since I got any pizza. We didn't eat any Ian's when we were in Madison. No, we threatened to which several was, times. Which was a mistake. That's okay. All I could think about was the Ian's pizza that has macaroni and cheese on top. Yeah, little chain in Madison. But uh, so I'm ready to eat some more pizza. We did have a nice time up there. Um, I wanted to let everyone know. Oh, that's a fan of our show. I had been threatening for even probably since the beginning of time with this show to drink a brandy old fashioned. Yes. Uh, from Wisconsin. And I have accomplished my goal and I have drank a brandy old fashioned made in, uh, made at the place, the signature place to get one, a place called the old fashioned on the Capitol square in Madison. Okay. Now you've <laughs> been talking about this for some time, not with a great deal of pleasure in your voice. You weren't particularly looking forward to this. So no. did it live down to your expectations? Did it slightly exceed them? Was um, it as a sweet a mess as you were sort of expecting going into it? Yes. It was a, it was a, it was a mess. Uh, it wasn't undrinkable. Uh, I was able to drink it. Uh, it was confusing. The flavor of brandy is maybe not a flavor that I love too much um especially cheap brandy because yeah. it's made the po- most popular brandy to make these with is of course corbell brandy wisconsin is the number one state by i would say at least one order of magnitude uh, of of consumers of sh- of california's corbell brandy uh so they use corbell brandy which is relatively mid-shelf below mid-shelf brandy yeah. and um then they put, so I watched the man make it, it 
-hmm. They use a orange slice right off the fucking navel orange. Then they throw in the bright red maraschino cherry, like not oh. the not those Luxardo cherries, the red motherfucker from the kind that we enjoy, Tony. <laughs> yeah, the kind <laughs> you might the topic. kind you might put a handful into when you have your whip topping and soda from from the Main Street Station. <laughs> yes. uh, or you might see and say like what we used to call a Shirley Temple or a Kitty cocktail. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Drink of the summer, by the way. Joel Embiid, a big fan of the Shirley Temple. There's a shock. For yeah. Me. Yeah, it's so wild. I bet he's just eating Skittles by the handful, too. But uh, there's so they muddle that together with no shit. This was the part that threw me. They're doing the sugar cube. What? So they put the sugar cube in, not simple syrup. They're using a sugar cube. <laughs> they muddle the, the, the bright red cherry with the thing in the sugar cube, right? With, with bourbon, you would typically put in simple syrup, right? Yeah. I actually usually don't. My my, I've talked about my lazy old fashioned where I just pour the bourbon over the candied orange, and that's good enough for me. Um, maybe scoop in a half teaspoon of uh, the cherry juice. But um, they're muddling that together. Then they're putting in brandy and oh, ice and brandy. You forgot something. What? The shot of Seven Up. No, no, no. Oh, that's at the end. They put the brandy and the ice, and then they top it with Seven Up. So you have sugar. You'd think the Seven Up could just go ahead and stand in for the sugar. Yeah. They're going. They're going level maximum on this. Just, pay, just so you're pick sipping a sugar it. They level. put a straw. They put a straw in it because it's filled to the brim, uh, and you're sipping from the bottom. You're getting sugar. <laughs> you're getting little sugar crystals in the fucking <laughs> bottom of this thing. Um, it wasn't undrinkable. It was sweet. Um, you don't need to sweeten Seven Up. Uh, no. Nobody would ever. Think about that individually. Would you ever put a scoop of sugar on your fucking frosted flakes? There's no way. No, nope. uh, mm. it's just it's just too much. Would you ever put sugar with brandy? Because I always find that brandy is super sweet. Anyways, it a is. Liqueur. It is. It the whole thing is cloying. Yeah. Yes. To me, this this reads like when you have bubble tea and you have it at a hundred percent sugar level. Like I have my bubble <laughs> yeah. tea at like twenty five percent sugar because that right. stuff is just got so much sugar upon sugar and it, yeah, there's no balance sweet. to it. it it doesn't seem like there was anything other than maybe the orange but even that at this time of year would be kind of sweet because we're past peak orange season um so they're probably imported from somewhere in the southern hemisphere or their their trash oranges um yeah that doesn't that doesn't sound appetising. You haven't turned no. my thoughts on a brandy old-fashioned will you ever have one again now that you've Ticked it off the bucket list. No, I think I'm good. Um, I'll probably just next time I go the old fashioned, um, which is what I had first. I sat down for my, my lunch was incredible. I'm still been thinking. I was just sitting on this couch yesterday, the, just randomly saying like, oh, I want that sandwich. Um, Can confirm this. Had happened the summer sausage sandwich with sauerkraut Ooh. and Munster cheese with mustard on rye bread is about the best sandwich you could ever have. That um, sounds delicious. Everything so good, sounds great. I love thin it. Thin slice too, so it's like crisped up on the griddle too. So they crisp up the pieces of summer sausage mm -hmm. on the griddle. It's so good, dude. Um, it's wow. a stinky sandwich with lots of stuff on there, but it's good as hell. Yeah, um, I'm going to have the, a sandwich uh, today for lunch, and I'm going to have sauerkraut on it because I love that shit. Oh yeah, that's 
good. The other old fashioned, they, they had, they did have a whiskey, a bourbon old fashioned on the menu, but they put, they, they're like, Oh, it's, we, we put in some door County cherry juice and, and door County is a County in Wisconsin that sticks into the lake and has a little, but dude, I watched them make it. They fill it to the brim with cherry juice. Like several Just way, way too much cherry. I want like a sippy poo. Like, give me a, give me a shot. Give me a <laughs> ounce, you know, of yep. cherry geesh. So much. Uh, so everything's just too sweet. They love their sugar up there. Mm-hmm. That's all right. We'll, we'll let them have it. It was only $6 to me. Oh. So how much can you really complain? Yeah, that's a bargain. Um, we had a nice time up there, though. I, I did want to throw some, um, you know, we can save some of our favorite beers for the for the beer of the week segment. Um, and we'll do it. We're going to do a seltzer of the week segment today, too, Tony. Just want to throw that out. I think we have to. Yeah, but, but before um, we get into that, just take us through the beer festival. What was it like? We spoke about the food places. What was your choice? And and take us through some of the highlights of your old-fashioned spreadsheet that you had on the go that you had printed out. And My spreadsheet, in. yeah. So it was – I don't know, Kel, what do you think? I think it was the largest beer fest I've ever been to. I think that was the most people oh, I've ever been to. most definitely. Yeah. It was the largest. In ter- and they also – I mean, they do a nice job of organizing it, but still people would get confused. Somehow people – and I'm kind of – jumping out of order but we got into it there was like you get checked in you give them your ticket show them your id get your wristband and then there's like a second holding area where they're just having people wait and then finally they let everybody in somehow some people found like the one hole in the gate wandered in and they're like do you do you know where we get our wristbands i'm like you see way way over there that long line of people that's where you need to go and they're like yep no yeah it was it was it was but it was also it never felt crowded because it was quite large of a property. And sprawling. Um, yep. So there were many, many tents spread out over many, many acres. It was very fun, very comfortable zone. It was a lot of fun. Everybody was in a good mood. Um, you had a nice. You go out and look over the lake and see the Madison skyline mm-hmm. and sort of hang out and relax there. The weather was good. Um, but there's just so much that you're never going to get to all of it. You can't try to, you can't even think about that. That can't even be a consideration. Um, that's why the spreadsheet thing is insane. It's even dumber than it would be at, at NBCC where stuff is way more condensed. Um, you can't, you could good luck walking this far to get to everything and drinking all that much. You know what I mean? Way too many beers. You just got to like really focus and, pick a few things and if you don't make it to all that whatever yep uh, they have timed releases for a lot of stuff so you gotta like try to keep your head together if you want to get to any of the timed releases i think we got to one that's um, cool, which I was like the that. forager one I, like yeah. that um, cool. I was kind of hoping to do barrel age sump at perennial but we just lost track of time right at the beginning so you're chit-chatting with friends and stuff so yeah that's um, whatever who cares it's just yeah. out it's fine yeah, um okay. there's uh, there's just so much space. So everybody's a lot of places, especially local ones or um, places from Chicago. We're doing little special things like Metropolitan. You know, one of my favorites uh, had a silent disco going. So they had a little tent and you put that. They had the headphones on yeah. and you could get in there and there's a DJ and they were like in your bounce around drinking. They were the best time. Pretty cute. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, uh, there, yeah, there is some there is some good there is some good. Good fun being had. Um, we saw a lot of drunk people. That's okay. Bathroom situation, good. You know, wow. they had, as good as it's going to be. Know, they had tons of porta potties spread out mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, which in, which was smart. 
Um, I thought overall it was great. So food, we did, uh, Tony, we did the Laotian, um, good choice fried stuff. Yeah. We were just, oh, so we good. were hammering down fried stuff around three, three thirty. It was, um, pot stickers, really good. Egg mm-hmm. rolls, really good. We had the sausage yeah, stick. The sausage. It was like the Laotian sausage kebab. Mm. That was good. That's up my, oh, um, really, really all really, really tasty. Yeah. And not very expensive either. So it was all. I'll eat plus on that. So my um, question to you yeah. is you've been to both kinds of beer festivals, those in a hall that are really condensed, um, really easy to get from one place to another, at least distance-wise, but maybe not crowd-wise. Which do you prefer, the big open festivals with with maybe you can't get to everything but you're kind of more relaxed by the sounds of it or the more intense, jam-packed? Right. Uh- I think they both have their place. I think NBCC mm-hmm. is more of a beer nerd uh, ambition type thing. And I think a lot of those brewery fests like that are those, the Firestone Walkers, the Forager Fest, uh, this, this this Mickler San Diego one that's coming up, the, um, you know, voodoo, good vibes, all that stuff are more like these kind of, you know, specialty providers of hot, really high-end fancy beers and they're all kind of put in one place. I think this big giant thing is a different type of setup. It's still nerdy. There's still a lot of great big breweries there that are really popular. But then there's also just everything. So if you mm-hmm. just want to drink, you could just go there and get tipsy on a bunch of lager. And that's fine too. You know what I mean? I think I think they just have a different setup. But I think M- I think NBCC is like a party with your best friends. And I think great taste is like a party with some of your friends and a billion other people. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that's right from an attendee standpoint, but to kind of like building on what you were saying about each of the different fests from a beer perspective, I think things like MBCCs, you get exposure to things you would never have access to. Right. Which is what makes that special. But with things like great taste, it's exciting because you're like, Oh my gosh, all of these breweries that I love are all in one place. And I get to try something from all of them. Yeah. Yep. So it's just it's just different. Both Especially if you're from the you know you're in the Midwest or you're from the Midwest, right? Like you're you're pretty much just you you can get all the metro metro metropolitan and urban chestnut were essentially right next to each other. I mean, you yeah, know, great. You know. Yep. You would have felt right. And Schlafly getting you. We we're just you know, Kelly's just drinking Schlafly pumpkin ale. She's like, but I got to tell them how much I love it, and they got so excited. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, exactly. And they were so excited to hear how much I love Schlafly Pumpkin. And they were like, thank you. We work really hard on it. It's like, <laughs> good for you. You're doing a good job. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, there, it was, uh, it's, it's, each have their charm. And I think I'd try to go back to both. I, I think I'll, I, I, I would love to go back to Madison. It wasn't that hard to get there, get home. And uh, it was, it's a beautiful city and the food was really good the whole weekend. Uh, everything, everything was really enjoyable except mm-hmm. for the rain. Tragic as we first thought. Now, I just received no. an email to do my footy tips, which is a tipping competition, picking the winner from each match. It's the last round. I'm in last position. I cannot go up the ladder. Let's run through the nine games with you guys. You guys get oh to my pick God, here my we team go. for me. All right. Okay, so we've got Let's the go. Brisbane Lions versus the Melbourne Demons. Uh, I like Melbourne in that one. By how many the demons. points? We only need the margin in the first game. By how many points? Just throw a random number. Uh, at me. Four. Eighteen. Oh. Eighteen. Wait, is I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm like, should it be a high number, a low number? 
It's it a bigger number. The Aussie rules can range anywhere from a hundred down to a draw. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I say pick a number, it can be anywhere. It okay. literally means anything. Yeah. Okay. I would say a thousand. Mm. We've got Greater Western Sydney Giants, who have the best theme song, versus the Fremantle Dockets in the next matchup. I'm going to go with uh, Greater Western Sydney. Take of course, underdog. if they have such a great song. Taking the underdog. Right. North Melbourne Kangaroos versus the Gold Coast Suns. Oh, Kangaroos. Okay. Kangaroos it is. These are looking good. Geelong Cats versus the West Coast Eagles. Isn't Geelong good? I'm going to go with Geelong. Yeah, good. Cats. Because West Coast are $15, the underdogs. Geelong, if you were to put $1 on, you would get $1.02 back. So I don't know how to do that in American odds, but they're huge favourites. Uh, yeah. The Rich. Essendon Bombers versus the Richmond Tigers. Mm-hmm. Tigers? Yeah, Tigers. I'm purely going on what their team, like, mascot is here. Port Adelaide Power versus the Adelaide Crows. Oh, my God, rivalry game. Yep, Uh, big rivalry game. I like Crows. They're a Corvid kind of cool bird. Randomly, when we were in Madison, I heard some people talking about Corvids, and I was like, hmm, interesting conversation. Like a raven. Yeah. Right. The Hawthorne Hawks versus the Western Bulldogs. Uh, mm. ooh, I like a bulldog, sure. Well, see, I was going to say Hawks. Okay. Well, I'm going to be tiebreaker and take the favourite so the dogs get over the line. Uh, the, the next game we need consensus on because they're $1.90 each of two, so they're, they're the same odds. Carlton Blues versus the Collingwood Magpies. Magpies. All right, so I'll go with the magpie, sure. I'm fine with that. Now, I'm going to give you an option in this last game, but I'm going to overrule you. It's the St Kilda Saints versus the Sydney Swans. All right, we'll take the Saints. We're back in the Saints. There you go. I don't have to yeah. overrule you. <laughs> and no, I don't want a Subway sub. So they're done. Let's see if we can... Subway sub! Let's see if we can get more than three out of nine this week. Last year I won the competition. This year I'm in last without a chance of moving up. So that's the way it goes. Mm. Oh, there you go. That's what happens. Tony, why don't we move into uh, uh, talking about what our fans' content is on the Discord. Jeez. I can't read all this. All right. (laughs) It was a huge week. Huge week. Let's start with this. Man, damn you. Uh, we'll start with this. This is Grammar Purist. Uh, we all saw this story. We love this. This was uh, a highway crash um, in Kentucky where a bunch of Bud Light spilled out. So a bunch of beer flew out. A bunch of Bud Light flew out of a big giant semi-trunk on, trunk onto the highway <laughs> in, uh, in Kentucky. So, Tony... Uh, what do you think? Are you are you are you driving as fast as you can with your? T- are you? Did you make a the cloud of dust in your shape like a cartoon as you sprung from your chair to go get all this Bud Light, or are you sitting on your ass, twiddling your thumbs, not giving a shit? I'm more confused because do I bother because it is Bud Light? That was sort of my emotions about it. Yes, it's free beer, but at the end of the day, it's Bud Light. It's it's the closest yeah, thing I've ever had to drinking sparkling water. I don't care for Bud Light. 
I think it doesn't taste good. Even I wish it did taste like sparkling water because it, it doesn't taste good. I didn't say yeah, it tastes no. as good as sparkling water, but it's got it's there's nothing going on that I can recognize as a flavor. There's metallic tastes going on, but nothing as far as anything I'd want to put in my mouth going on. It's like sucking on old pennies. Yeah, that's I agree with that. I, uh, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm messing with that. I'm not Homer Simpson with the sugar truck. Um, you know, sending Hans Mole Man down. If only the sugar were as sweet as you. Um, yeah, That's I don't care about that. Reference. Oh, that was um, Corey did have a good story, though. Uh, in college, he had a friend that was a tow truck driver who responded to a wreck like this. Beer for the entire summer was on him. That's kind of funny. Yeah, um, I want to know who that is. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know. Um. Nick, Nick Torque apparently had a friend. This I'm not going to read all this, but uh, he had a friend who was a truck driver, and he got a free crate of beer a week. Uh, that's not crazy for somebody who works for a brewery. This took some dark um, turns, though. There were th- he had thousands of bottles in his cellar. Eventually, after collecting all those, his school friend, age 13, realized there was a black market selling bottles of beer for a nickel at school, or for whatever <laughs> five, whatever you guys five would cents. call a nickel. Uh, we all went over to his house at lunchtime where he provided the beer, hot sausage rolls, and played VHS videos of U2 concerts. Oh, this is dark. Or his parents <laughs> engaging in swinger parties. What? So much push. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I thought you took a turn. Oh, that's not good. That's- some wildly different types of content. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, God, the video. I mean, do, do you think the U2 and the thing was on the same tape? Like we would like put two or three movies on a VHS tape back in the day? Oh, I was wondering about that. But how do you as a parent even think about it? has to be a fresh tape, right? Where you crack open the plastic yeah. and you only use it for your swinging parties. You would hope so. So this isn't in Australia. This is in this is in the UK where he Correct. where he was at as a thirteen year old, presumably. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Or they're like, well, we don't really care about this video anymore. We'll just tape over it. So it actually, then, just to go back to the money to get off the thought of that much bush, <laughs> it would have been five pence, being English. Right. Yeah. That's money. Right. Yeah. right. English money. English money type. Uh, oh, damn. Still friends on Facebook with the guy, too. That's wild. Uh, Cascade Dank found the Bud Light, or sorry, Bud Light, the PBR 99 can pack. Um, there's been some commercials about this. I've seen the thing where the guy's pulling out the 99 pack out of a fridge, and it just keeps going like a clown hanky. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and then there's also the 1844 pack reposted about, which is uh, bigger. That has 1,844 beers. And I don't know how you would pick that up. I don't think I could pick, I don't think I could pick the, up 2,000 beers. Forklift driver, drop it off. In I don't think car. I can drink 2,000 beers. I'm pretty sure. I mean, my untapped might say different, but it's taken me many, many, <laughs> like a full decade to drink that many. So. You're either having a very large party or you're putting that in your garage fridge and just hanging onto it for a while. That's right. I guess it doesn't go bad. It's, I mean, it kind of will skunk though. Even a can eventually not good. It's good. PBR. But of PBR, do you care? The 1844 pack is $850. So if you got 850 bucks laying around, hey, get a royal flush like me and you maybe you can get yourself a 
fucking now, you know, this, giant can't. This reminded me of a bike race that took place this week, and the winner of the Arctic race of Norway won 400 litres of beer for himself. This is a professional bike race. This is not some amateur event, but uh, there couldn't be many better places to win 400 litres of beer because, as you guys are well aware, the tax in Norway on beers fairly high so yes that wouldn't be particularly cheap to win 400 liters i i'm not sure which brand he won i don't think it was a a craft brand um but yeah i thought it was cool that he won it i know amstel gold in the netherlands do the same thing where you Mm. win your weight in beer but 400 liters is a fair effort yeah yeah that's crazy uh, Tony, the beer chat channel, boy, it was uh, one picture for me, and then Nick Torque getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> my man got my man got tipsy at all these different breweries. We had Stomping Ground. Yep. We had what is this one? Two, two brothers, brothers, and then Boat Rocker. Oh, two brothers. We have in, there's one in Chicago, buddy. Um, different two brothers, Fat Bob's. Yep. Uh, Boat Rocker. Boat Rocker uh, do with great stuff. Urinals, that's funny. That's funny. Um, and uh, then we got this. I'm absolutely wrecked, as you can guess from the photo of the Dunnies. Now, that's toilets, right? Yes, that's um, toilets. Chocolate coconut stout, that sounds good. In the mm. Woods Rye Imperial Stout at Stomping Ground, sounds good. Hazy IPAs. And you guys are back at it next week, Tony. Holy shit. Well, this weekend. Oh, now it's this weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When I posted yeah, it, this is your, you guys are doing the deep sampler platter thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're 10, 10 year anniversary. So that's going to be good. So my man got a four, got himself a 48 hour hangover. I've seen that in college. Uh, <laughs> I've seen my, my, my old roommate uh, was just sort of a low, en- low energy Jeb type guy. <laughs> he, uh, he, he would get the 48 hour hangover every, every once in a blue. That's not fun. Um, when was the last else? time you had a hangover, Kelly? Not not to embarrass yourself, but Griff always talks about never getting a hangover. I've I'm never talked person. about that. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I get light, like morning hangovers, but I tend to recover relatively quickly. I remember specifically. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was one in the very recent past. But for me, a weird thing that's happened as I've gotten. As I've gotten older, in my advanced age, I will wake up fine. I will wake up and I'm like, wow, I feel pretty good. Oh, Come the afternoon, hangover. I feel like shit. And I'm like, why? It's such, such an evil trick to be playing on yourself. When you're like, oh, I think I, I, I managed to get out okay. And then you're like, haha, joke's on you. Now yeah. you, yeah, you're, you're dying. Let's do a little quora. Or, oh, sorry, what do you got, Tony? Oh, I was just going to say, I used to be like half an hour and then I was over it. And now it's sort of extending to three to four hours before I get over my hangover mm-hmm. from when I wake up. But, yeah, I hope it doesn't extend into two days. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds like yeah you guys got to be careful next week with, with y'all drinking them full pints and stuff. Um, Tony, let's do a little Cora Potpourri. This is one of my favorite things we do on the show now. Uh uh, here's one I found this week. If you call a cop fat, can you get arrested? Uh, uh, depends whether you're now, black or white. Yep. Mm. Uh, now, this guy says, I'm a cop who happens to be fat around two. Yeah, there's so few of them, too. Around 235. 
Uh, I can assure you on my daughter, but I don't know what that means. Um, so I don't know if a cop would arrest you for calling you fat. I do think they would blow your head off first. Yep. They tend to be the type who will just <laughs> shoot you. Um, so I, I tend to think that's the way they're going to go. Now we can answer this, Kel. This one's from the Cora Digest. Does marriage get inevitably boring? Uh, now we got Srinath Naluri decided to answer this. He's got a master's in science in the most marriage-friendly of degrees, uh, <laughs> engineering, mechanical engineering, and a minor in something else from the National University of Singapore. Mm. Now he says that this is his most viewed answer with close to 2 million views. Mo- marriage gets boring only if you are married to the same person. <laughs> I'm- now that's... Now that's a great uh, and interesting point. I, I don't quite know what to. I, <laughs> I I suppose it stays exciting if you switch it up. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, of course not. You just got to record a podcast with your Australian buddy every once in a while. That'll keep it. That keeps things real interesting. Keeps your marriage very exciting. Yep. And the occasional beer fest you're going to want to toss in there too. Uh, Tony. Why don't we, well, actually, let me tell everybody, if you guys want to go join our Discord, it would be a great idea because you can come hang out with us and chit-chat and put in some of your content and help us extend the show even longer. Um, So you can do that by hitting us up on Instagram, send us a message, our Instagram's at BeerEnginePod, or send us an email, BeerEngineShow at gmail.com, or give us one single American dollar, and you'll get the link without doing any work at ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. And for our Australian friends, you can give that same value of denomination in Australian. What are they called in Simpsons terms, Griff? Come on, you know this. Dollary dues, I believe. There yes. you go. <laughs> <laughs> $700 dues. <laughs> um, that's right. All right, Tony, let's, do, let's get our logger of the week out. We're not doing mail kick? Oh, shit, we have to do the mail keg. Hit the mail keg sound. All right. This was an interesting question. Uh, This is from Corey. What's my favorite flavor of Kringle and why? I'm an almond fan myself. Now, Kringle is a popular pastry Mm -hmm. up there in Wisconsin. I think the first place, Kel, not to show off my Kringle knowledge, was the O&H Bakery in Racine. uh, Made the first Kringle. Uh, a Kringle, uh, as uh, Corey described it pretty well, but I can also describe it. It is a big round pastry, I would say somewhat close to a Danish, mm-hmm. but it's got sort of a flaky layered pastry with often with a fruit filling or maybe an almond paste filling, like a marzipan type Ooh. filling, which seems to be Corey's favorite. Well, Corey's um, wrong. <laughs> and, or maybe, or you could put like a pastry cream type filling in there too, something like that. And uh, it's very flaky, very good. Sometimes it's iced also, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a nice little coffee treat. So, Kel, what is your favorite Kringle flavor? Um, I think probably an apple cinnamon one. Oh yeah. Or coming up on fall, pumpkin. Oh uh, yeah, they do. Bump, they will do pumpkin. We will be able to get pumpkin Kringle. We can get them out here in Vegas uh, from Trader uh, Joe's. Trading Joe. <laughs> these uh I, I think my favorite i do like almond that does sound good i think my favorite is typically like the red fruits like a raspberry mm, those are um, good too 
you know, sometimes up in there in the North Woods, they'll get the blueberry. Those are good mm. where they get the good, they get the fresh blueberries that they grow up there. That's a pretty good flavor. Um, but I'll take, you know what? I like those nut uh, things like, a, you know, like, like a marzipan type flavor, like almond pastry cream or um, what's the one they do pistachio to like a pistachio cream. Yep. That's a good flavor. Do they do like a nut flavor, like filled, like I you know how my, my grandma used to make nut kolachkis? You would grind up the nuts mm-hmm. and make like a paste. Yep. Not quite to like a cream. Paste. Okay, yeah. That's like spreadable, but like. I don't know if they do anything chunkier. like that, but I do like those. Yeah, that, that's so good. I would like that. Tony, what would you do with a Kringle? What's your Kringle flavor? I'd go with salt and vinegar. Oh, that's Pringle flavor. <laughs> um, salt and vinegar. Brandy old fashioned. Couldn't we do a savory version? Because these sound in many ways very different, but. Like my favourite, like savoury scroll is a cheesy mite, which is a combination of veggie mite and cheese in a scroll, and it's delicious. I'm just wondering whether we could take the Kringle into savoury savoury territory. If not, give me like a salted caramel or some sort of like little hint of salt. It's hard for, it's hard for me to imagine it savoury, but I guess the pastry, the flaky sort of pastry, is not that much different from what you would have with a sauce. It's a droll. Um, so I suppose you could put, put some loose meat in there or you could, I don't know, <laughs> squeeze in some indusia or something. I don't know, whatever, like yep. something like that. You do know. they do a cheese Kringle? They probably do like a, like a less sweet, like a cheese Ooh, Danish be, type filling. That's yeah. Like a cheese, yeah, that's like probably a cheese good. Danish. So I think they do a raspberry cheese, actually, something mm. like that, where it's got a little that bit of both in there. That's pretty good. Um, Nick Torque was curious. He was, uh, Corey did advise that, uh, they don't have one with beaten eggs on beetroot and eggs on there. So <laughs> sadly you can't do the Kringle with the lot. Um, that's all right. Uh, all right. So that's our big mail, mail keg question. I think now we could do the logger of the week. Griff's logger of the week. I haven't cited him in a while, but thank you, our listener and and colleague and friend Tyler, for his delightful sound that he played for us there. Uh, Tony, uh, I'll go first. I have a good logger to bring up. Uh, My logger of the week was the newest Metro logger I was able to get at this festival is the Microvolt. It is the table logger, 2.8% table logger. Um, really quite tasty. I quite enjoyed that. That sounds like a good day drinking beer. Like when it is. Out for lunch, get yourself a chicken palm, and that beer sounds delicious. A little chicken palm, yeah. Get chicken palm and chips. I get you. Mm. It sounds good. Tell how about you? Oh, heliostat. Heliostat for no, you. No question. I, I, I will for sure both of us. <laughs> yeah, Heliostat is really never, good. I want to just do a different one. That's fine. I will say we went to this brewery called Working Draft on Sunday, which had some nice lager. They were also making a oh, ten. Yeah. They were making a ten degree Play-Doh check pills. Tony, uh, that was a nice one. That was only three and three and a half, three point eight, something like that. Um, they were making some fine lager too. But that one was really good. How about you, Tony? What were you? What kind of lagers are you getting into? Um, this has never been mentioned on the uh, podcast, but. I like a good lawnmower beer, something that's quite cheap. I'll 
get you guys to guess not the untapped rating, but the Dan Murphy's rating. Oettinger mm. Pills, the mass market German pills no, that's available at my local Dan Murphy's. And I'll get you to guess the price for a case of. Me, the rating and the price, or just the price? We'll, we'll do the price first for a case of 24, knowing the Australian beer price is Griff and the exchange rate, you'll have a better idea at this. But what's it costing me for 24 cans and they're 500 milliliter cans? So that's... Boy, I, I, would have to go with, I would have to go with at least... For you guys, I'm going to go with $29.99. I was going to say something really stupidly low, okay, like six ninety nine. That's not going to work. No, no probably not. not. <laughs> the Australian dollar. So like, I get one beer. Yeah. No, hams is. I remember we, when we were in college, we used to buy twenty-four packs of hams for three ninety-nine. But that was when hams was like just re-released and nobody knew what it was. When uh, so the hams we had this weekend wasn't it your lager of the week. Hams <laughs> was good this weekend. I did enjoy it. Uh, what, what do you got, Tony? What, what, what's the price? Fifty-three dollars for a. Oh Jesus. God. Pleases. Yeah. And that is a damn good price. All our other macros. A good deal. Are either three thirty or three seventy five mil cans, and you pay exactly the same price. Miles, yeah, that's pretty yeah. Good, yeah. So now there are two hundred and forty five reviews on Dan Murphy's, um, and it's out of five stars. So to the closest tenth, what mm. are you going to go with? Do they treat them like how people treat our macros? Uh, you know, but it's on the grocery store website. I think you got to yeah. consider that mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go I'll with three the, point. The, I'll go with point the two seven. La- Before you put your answer in, I'll give you the two latest reviews. One's a three star. Meh. Tastes fine straight <laughs> mm-hmm. from the can. Not so good when poured into a glass. Go figure. That doesn't work mm-hmm. out at all. I often pour mine into a glass. It's fine. A good price, but wouldn't buy again. Five stars, great price, great taste. Great big standard German Pilsner, good price. Staple in my yep. household. The household. I'm, I'm sticking with words. my initial feeling. I'm going to go three point. Let's go. Actually, you know what? I'll bump it up a little bit. 3.8. Okay. Mm. Well, since you stole my answer, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going to say 4.2. 4.2 from Kel. Okay. Kelly's closest via prices. She wouldn't get out of an untrapped game with the win, but in this game she does because it's 4.4 out of five. That's amazing. Nice. All right. That's cool. Hey, good lager. Yeah. All right, Tony. How about some some of our favorite non-loggers of the week? Going to play the whole thing for Kelly. I'm actually going to play the whole thing because I've got to look up what beer I'm going to pick. So I had a few beers this week, but the one that actually stands out for me was a style that Griff, I think, called last week hot trash. Was it last week you were calling the American barley wine hot trash? I do not like the American barley wine, no. I I don't care for it. I had released the Flying Monkeys by Bacchus Brewing. It was a 14% American barley wine. It had, however, sat in my fridge for three months. 
So maybe mm. it mellowed a touch. <laughs> Kelly's pulling a face there, not happy with my choice. But I think it was delicious. The hops were not overbearing like you do get in some beers. Uh, I'll do a quick um, read because their, their blurbs are not huge. American barley wine infused with monkey shoulder whiskey and aged in rum-soaked um, oak staves. This is a powerful, boozy beast, drinking fabulously now, but should age beautifully well. There are 274 check-ins, 14% ABV. Griff, did you want to take a, a stab at the untapped rating? 4.13. Kelly? Uh, uh, 3.9. Griff, you get the untrap win because it is 4.16. So you're point, <laughs> 0.03 off. Hey, let me mansplain how you play the untrapped. Just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. So, <laughs> now you see, I know that, uh, I don't know. Kelly, what um, was your... All right, what about you? Yeah, what do you got? Oof. Well, pick a I know. I'm like, how many? We'll do seltzer. We'll seltzer the week after this. Yeah. We'll we can, okay. We'll save those. Uh, okay. I'm just literally scrolling through my untapped because there's a couple. Um, Post fest. So the day, day after on Sunday. The day after. Uh, yes. <laughs> we were hung over for a little bit and then we were fine. Yeah. That was Kelly. There we go. That was my hangover. Most recent hangover. Sunday. It was Sunday. There you go. <laughs> Couldn't even remember. <laughs> I, I've, I've already tried to erase it from my mind because that's how much I hate being hungover. It just, just sucks. Um, okay, so we went to Barley Pop and they had a ton, a ton of really good things on tap. They had the BA Coconuts Rule Everything Around Me from 608 Brewing. And this is like an Andy Loves Cocoa to the <laughs> maximum situation. It was extreme cocoa, yeah. It was mega, all the cocoa. Yeah. It was extremely good. Like we had coconut deeth at the fest and that was excellent but this was over the top um i had a f actually wait what was that that microphone that i had the microphone you had at the at the fest it, it was, was when, the, you, when, when you, you say, say wisconsin, wisconsin talking yeah. about kringles um it was a kringle flavored kringle inspired it, okay inspired, Vice. yeah and it was definitely yeah. it was like a, a gloop a, a, a little meme. bit of a gloop type situation i think it had raspberry in it probably like raspberry some fucking cheesecake powder it shit did. like that For yeah there sure. you go yeah so it was sort of a raspberry cheesecake berliner vice the classic style that we all love mm -hmm. uh but it was tasty it, it was good i was only drinking their barrel aged stuff microphone actually had a fun little game going on too i didn't do it but it just wasn't for me but they're having a French press contest. So they had some relatively neutral stout there mm -hmm. and you were able to mash in some fucking Reese's and then, uh, and then they would, you would put your recipe on there and they would, they were going to help decide who like the best one was and you got to go brew it with them. Yeah. They're going to recreate it. Grove. Um, so yeah, you got what raspberry Kringle beer. Was it what you got? What the flavors were in there? Um, here, let me pull it up here. Somehow I failed to rate it. Um, yeah, Wisconsin Kringle-inspired Berliner Vice with cherries, cranberries, Bavarian cream, and cream cheese flavoring. Ooh. And it comes out bright red. 
What's your what's your rating guess on that, Tony? It's only got uh, it's got oh one one point seven thousand ratings on it. This six percent comes in right at the four point one one mark. Close enough, baby. Four point oh four. Nice job. The error message. Oh yeah. 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 Four oh four. There's Tony. I'm, I'm going to say about that coconut beer that Kelly mentioned that. Um, if you compare to compare coconut teeth and that one is really sort of a, sort of a fool's errand a bit too, though, because, uh, it, the, the coconut teeth tasted True. like barrel, but barrel aged coconuts are around me or whatever the hell that thing was called was only coconut. It was mm-hmm. more coconut than the most coconut chorus on earth. It was wow. extreme. It's like, you're yeah. There is a coconut shortage on earth because of this brewery <laughs> or something. Like there is some old lady on the beach who made her living in Bolivia or something, hacking coconuts up and selling them for two dollars to tourists. And she's out of work now because Bobby from six oh eight brewing had to steal every coconut from from the entire <laughs> continent or whatever. Uh it, it was wild. It was delicious, but holy smokes, four ounces of that was the right amount. Yeah, that's plenty. Um Tony, I got a few I'm going to throw out here. Uh, I think my top is the Forager. I mean, you guys know I loved Forager when I was at NBCC. I loved them again. Forager blend, Niller's, Niller's blend five. Uh, it was a barrel-aged vanilla bean double start with stout with freshly scraped vanilla bean caviar from five unique growing regions. Uh, now, you know all your different vanilla growing regions, Tony. And hey, go. Uh, Mad- Madagascar, Bourbon, <laughs> uh, 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 Time's up. It's Brazil, Tahiti, Comoros, and Vanuatu was Vanuatu in this year's was blend. was the other one I was thinking of. Okay, you, I, we were all thinking Vanuatu, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you enjoy the – oh, whatever. That doesn't mean anything. Anyways, it was good. Uh, Tony, you can take a stab at this one too. 312 people, 14%. Barrel-aged vanilla stout. Not everybody loves a vanilla stout, but I think everybody at a beer fest does. This is what you need at the end of a long day. 4.38. Almost. 4.54. Whoa! That is yeah, some heavy territory for as many ratings. Um, as I like Pick of Destiny that we had the next day. Uh, Pick of Destiny was good. That was a just no... no um, uh, no adjunct weeded stout from uh, in Willet barrels from microphone. Um, I like that IPA I had from Phase Three. It was a Phase Three other half collab that was like all pixel everything or something like that. That was mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, a number of great things. Uh, the the Fred blends a lot from microphone was good. Uh, you had Schlafly pumpkin ale. We were all happy oh, about yeah. that. That was that good. Uh, it was all fun, but I think we should move on to maybe my highlight of the entire fest. I think we have to do a brand new segment that does not have a drop. We have to do Kelly Seltzer of the Week. And and here's the song. It's Kelly Seltzer of the Week. Bang. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we're here for the Seltzer of the Week. Now, Kelly, give us your Seltzer of the Week. Um, it okay. It's hard to choose between the two flavors, but the... Just, I know. Just like Brian chooses between his favorite children all, all the time, you have to make a choice. I'll make a choice. Yep. Um, 
the Lagunitas Disorderly Tea House peach flavor. Hell yeah. Holy crap. Really good. Yeah. Uh, mate, like it, it is such like excellent tea flavor. You could just down multiple of these now, and then be drunk, but be very happy. This sounds like it's right in my warehouse. I always want to like the like tea drinks, but I often find them too sweet. I'm guessing this wasn't on the sweeter end. It was. It, so the, the two flavors that I tried, they had three. So they, I tried the peach and I tried the yuzu lemon. The yuzu lemon was less sweet. And again, excellent, excellent flavor. The peach one was a little bit sweeter, which to me kind of reminded me of like when you would go, you know, as a kid, you go to Applebee's and you're like, I want a raspberry iced tea or a peach iced tea. Mm-hmm. It tasted kind oh. of like that. They put the peach mo- monan syrup mm-hmm. in there and the, uh, okay. the yep. Lipton, you know. It was very good. And then the raspberry one. I can't. Did you try that, Andy? I don't remember. I had the raspberry. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, a less sweet raspberry brisk, mm. um, but in a good way. You know, it was very drinkable. Uh, but I think our seltzer of the week, we both agree the best thing we had seltzer-wise was the Penrose Lemon Seltzer. That was I'm like, not sure there was anything better good. to me than the Penrose Lemon and Seltzer, uh, which was inspired by a drink that you might see at a lot of, I don't know if they have them everywhere, but in Midwestern fairs and town festivals and stuff, the Lemon Shake Up, which I believe is just some lemon mm-hmm. uh, juice, and they might even throw the whole lemons in there. They do, I they think. They do, yep. They got the ice in there. You got some sugar and water. Mm-hmm. And you shake all that up together. And you've got a kind of lemony, you know, slightly pulpy, uh, sweet, refreshing lemon watery drink. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. And uh, this was inspired by that. Uh, it was fucking amazing. It was like a fate, like a somewhat faded, hazy lemon color yellowish color maybe like 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 squirt like a squirt yeah like grapefruit soda yep um it was unbelievable i've never had anything like it uh it did have a little bit of a malt aftertaste you Mm -hmm. could Mm -hmm. gain off it that i i hesitate to say this and i mean this in the most pleasant way possible did slightly remind me of smearing off ice um (laughs) but it it, the rest of i mean that, that that wasn't disturbing it it only reminded me of that because it had to have it right i mean there has to be alcohol in it, it right. there, it's five and a half percent alcohol so yep. it's fine there's, it, there's a reason it's not just going to taste like water or finish like water but um i loved it i thought it was amazing i, I thought penrose there's a lot of credit for doing that now have you guys ever had don't know whether you get these in america but because we're physically close to Japan, the 196 Suntroys. They're a Japanese vodka-based cocktail. Um, no, we don't mm. get those. They're a, a double lemon um, cocktail. They come in at 6% alcohol. I can get them at my um, IGA, um, and they use a proprietary freezing technology for the lemons, whatever the fuck that means. Mm. But they're a mass-market Japanese vodka-based drink Um and they are delicious. So if you enjoy the Penrose, I'm guessing the double lemon from Suntroy, I think it's called minus 196, is a delicious um, alternative, even if it's not similar. Did you want to guess the Dan Murphy's rating on this? 
Mm, I'm going to go 4.7. Kelly? Um, let's go 4.3. 4.8. Griff gets it again. Got it. All right, Tony. I think we plug along here. Uh, we got a little news this week before we move into the real hot highlight of the of the show today. So why don't we do a little hyper beer nerd dork shit news? Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. All right, Tony. This is from Eater dot com. That's a good drop, isn't it? You can't have anybody on the show that's not like, what the fuck is going on. Uh, Eater says, uh, this is Bettina Makalintal. Thank you, Bettina. Big fan. Finally, I can fulfill my fantasy of licking a dive bar wall. Uh, and this is about, uh, I don't need to read all this buildup. No. But uh, to celebrate the dive bar, Miller High Life has announced a partnership with Tipsy Scoop, a New York-based brand that sells liquor-infused ice cream. Per the press release, these themed ice cream bars will feature Miller High Life infused ice cream with a 5% ABV, uh, as well as a delicious peanut swirl bringing the saltiness of the quintessential dive bar snack, a hint of tobacco smoke flavor reminiscent of that unforgettable dive bar scent, gooey caramel swirl to incorporate the distinct sticky dive bar floor feeling only the real ones know, a fun sprinkle of carbonated candy to provide the iconic champagne of beer's effervescence in every bite, all dipped in dark chocolate to evoke the dark wood and dim lighting ambiance that all good dives share. Um, so, Tony, my freezer has been a little bit shaky on shaky ground this last week. Oh, no. So I do want to the, get these, um, but I'm waiting until my freezer compressor either gets replaced or they replace the whole fucking thing. So, um because ice cream doesn't do too too good in there right now. No, it, um, at thirty six dollars a box, you can't afford for that thing to be going on the fridge mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. it turn into a weird sticky cream that you would. Oh, I wonder what about turning this into a concrete? I would love it that Ooh. way. I would love it as like a Dairy Queen uh, Blizzard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be mm-hmm. excellent. Or yeah, if Freddy's started doing these, yeah, that'd be. Wonderful. But I would like to try this. I, I, if they make enough of them, I would love to try that. That sounds good to me. I mean, the description is kind of corny. Yeah. But um, so there's a little bit of tobacco corny. smoke mix in there. So we'll see if Kelly can handle it. But um, the dark chocolate, the peanut, the caramel, the high life ice cream, that all sounds nice yeah, to me. Everything else sounds good. That, yeah. I I even like the Pop Rocks edition. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, it is. They don't look particularly large, so I'm I'm really concerned about the actual flavour. I think these could be a true novelty. When you look at them compared to a bottle of Miller High Life, I don't think that's a 22-ounce bottle of Miller High Life. I think that's your standard 12. And, yeah, those things look tiny. All right, so I'm just getting a bite out of this. All right, we'll see. Um, now we got – now this one – this one uh, I found and I thought would be great for, for Kelly to get to get her arms around. Um, let me let me pull, pull this up. Um, this is from the Philly Voice, mm. uh, and this is that uh, Auntie Anne's. Oh, I love that. Has teamed up with and now Kelly loves her some Auntie Anne's. Yeah, and they are teaming up with the brewery called Evil Genius to make a Mean Girls inspired pretzel beer. Huh. So the Oktoberfest style lager brewed with 
Imported German hots has been dubbed is butter a carb. Uh, yeah, you're loving that. This, this is a very loose association here. Lindsay Lowen is selling the beer. I'm just kidding. So Evil Genius uh, Beer Co. is gearing up for the fall with a buttery new brew that's been developed together with beloved soft pretzel chain Auntie Anne's. The name of the the name of the Oktoberfest style lager asks a serious question: uh, Is butter a carb? In the in the movie, Lindsay Lohan uh, just tells the whole story about mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. Is that you know, Katie, Katie tells yeah. Katie tells Regina that butter is a carb. Uh, it's not. It's fat. It's butter, of course. And this is just an Oktoberfest lager that you could eat with pretzels. I think I don't really I know think- if there's anything special about it that has anything to do with anybody other than Auntie Anne's just paying yeah. for the label and, and that's about it. It does just, actually I'm, say I'm still in the story it does have Auntie Anne's pretzels in the beer so it's one of the oh my God, really? beers. Yeah, it's just a carb it, it works fine, the English have been doing it for years, they've been adding Oh it is, yeah, fresh baked Auntie Anne's pretzels Okay Jen I mean, looks awfully. It's fine. Yeah, it's just it's fermentable. It's it's fermentable sugars, yeah. right? I mean, whatever. Who cares? I'm um, just I'm trying to work through the like how many dots do I have to connect to get from Oktoberfest to Mean Girls? A, a one apparently, yeah. according to these guys. It's like, butter, butter a carb. is butter a carb. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. This, uh, it's like okay, I don't think it works. I would say is probably the issue. Beer, yep, and pretzels. And Oktoberfest was Lindsay pretzels, Lohan's favorite beer in rehab. I don't think about butter. You don't. You don't think about butter when you eat an Auntie Anne's pretzel. It's only doused in butter. No, I. I what? I mean, yeah, I, I get it. It, it is. They I'm are brushed. About, they are brushed with butter. You they can are, see those but I, pretzels. I'm there. thinking more about like it's. Tony, have you ever? Really salty. It's chewy. Of course, it's buttery, but. Again, like that's like one thing, and then you're like, okay, uh, butter. What are interesting or funny or memey things that talk about butter? Oh, I mean just watched girls. Mean, Girls mean Girls the other night on you know whatever Netflix Freevee oh. or Freevee. <laughs> I, I really think uh-huh. you're that's what we should call this. you are. Yeah, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a thin. I think it's. A, I think it was an easy thing to come up with yeah. for them. I it guess. makes a fun name. That's it. I don't think anybody's yep. releasing merchandise other than this beer. And I think also that Mean Girls was maybe the last movie that might have involved going to the mall. Yeah, I think you could uh, be right. It may have an appropriate connection there too. I don't know if there's been a movie since then that spent a lot of time at the mall. No. Uh, now we recently had to walk into a mall. And out here on the West Coast, Tony, we have two different pretzel stores in all of our malls. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> we have Wetzel's, that, we have Wetzel's and Auntie Anne's. Now, Tony, you've had Auntie Anne's, it sounds Yep, of course I have. You know I love myself uh, now, a carb. And now, how'd you myself. get your hands on that? Did you make Brian take you to the mall? No, or what? it's available in the belly shops. There's a um, mm. Annie Ann's in that, you know, that mall down the back of Bellies. I think it's down the back of Bellies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Well, yeah. thing to look forward to. I love the idea of you going to the you, gallery. Yeah. When you come to, I don't even know if they have this in the mall, but when you come to Vegas in the not-so-distant future, mm-hmm. um, Fingers in the airport, Auntie, Auntie Ann's, they have pretzel breakfast sandwiches now. Yeah, you get oh. a pretzel breakfast sandwich. Which I keep trying to encourage other people to try. 
when you have a morning flight. Yeah, so we've been trying I, to encourage other people to try it because we won't. I won't try it. <laughs> so you, you kill all my, my jokes. friends will try it. Because I wanted oh, okay. to say this beer is only going to be available in malls and airports everywhere because they are the two places that I see any Anne's pretzels. Yeah. They're in There's every single else. airport I've been to in America. Yes. Dude, we have Wetzel's too, and I think oh. I might like Wetzel's a little better than Anne's. Just making me want a pretzel now. Yeah, I know. We all want pretzels. And some butter. You know who they need to do? A, the pretzel, yes. the pretzel mm. that everybody likes while they're drinking beer is Dots now, and I saw some Dots when we were in Madison. But oh. we have these little... And Those they're just addictive. talking about buttery, like the butteriest, garlickiest little hard pretzels, pretzel rod mm-hmm. things, right? It's like the eat. butter powder. But they're, they're so good. Dude. I they're love the diacetyl powder. That's stuff. Yeah, that shit's yummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put some diacetyl powder into the Oktoberfest. Great idea. Let's <laughs> Ooh, do that. Ooh, that'll get maybe a little, maybe a little green apple taste too while we're at it. All right, Tony. <laughs> we're starting to we see that now. Got a little. These. We got Kelly on for a reason. Uh, uh, not just because she's so pleasant and enjoyable to talk to, but mostly oh, because thanks. we need her to tell us things about seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, she drinks the most seltzer, uh, but only between one weekend of the year. This is true. Uh, during the most of, rest of the year, she drinks pretty much as much seltzer as I do, um, which really isn't that much, but it's it's the occasional, occasional. seltzer. Um, actually, I should get her a seltzer right now because there's some in the fridge while yeah. she uh, does this uh Thing, but we we recently completed the Seltzer Bracket 2022, where she, Excellent. where Kelly and some of her lovely friends get on a boat, the best place to drink seltzer, yeah. stand in the sun for many hours, and get extremely shit faced, uh, sipping on uh, every type of seltzer on earth. Yeah, and um, uh, we've brought her on to give us the definitive opinions on the most important seltzers available in the market today. These are mainly nationally available seltzers. So you should be generally to get the, uh, able to get these on your, in your hands if you're in the United States, if you're in Australia. Well, Sorry you know, I'm you. not positive, uh, but I bet some of like. these might find their way to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're all honorable mentions for you, I guess. Yep. But uh, there's, um, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kel while I go fetch her a delicious hard soda. Okay, uh, before you turn it over to Kelly, we have to play the theme. You can go and get your um, right. salsa. I've got to hit the theme because I'm not sure Kelly's heard this. And uh, so let's what hit is the theme. Oh, I'm excited. The Untrapped theme. No, not yet. Wait. Oh. We're not doing that yet. Oh, we're not? Oh. We're just talking about seltzer. Then oh. we will play Untrapped. Sorry, my confusion. Okay. Go ahead, Kelly. Tell ahead. us more about seltzer. Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, second annual Seltzer Bracket Challenge. We started calling it Seltzer Madness about partway through the trip just because there were so many close matchups yep. or upsets that happened. They were like, it's Seltzer Madness. You don't know what's going to happen. So the Davidson and of the Seltzer Wars made it to the Final Four, did they? If there was a Davidson. <laughs> oh, the Tony, this is lost on me. <laughs> Oh, Who? come on, Steph Curry. Davidson, they made it oh. deep into the tournament back in the day when he was. Okay, a now I, you're, you're, you're jogging my memory. Um, there actually, there was a very surprising um, player in the, in the final four. I, would, I was shocked. We were all actually pretty surprised that this, this flavor, this brand was 
as enjoyable as it was. And which, I wonder whether the Gonzaga of the group made it through as well. The uh, modern day sort of final four perennial matchup. You know, the Zags with their bulldog. So I would say yes. Um, yes to that. And, and there's also, there was some interesting, because of, so this was the second year, we brought back the winner and the runner up from the last choice. year. Automatic. And sales. yes, they were already in. And so last year when we did the bracket, it was the first time we had done it. It was all random draw. Yep. This year we tried to be a little bit more thoughtful about it. And I actually put together the bracket while I had COVID because what the hell else was I doing? Um, and we were like, okay, what if we tried to be give a little bit more um, intention to some of these matchups? Where is if it's you know similar flavor profile, so a cherry oh, okay. against a cherry, but not from the same brand. We didn't want a Bud Light to be against a Bud Light for as, at least within the first round to try to yep. separate them as much as we could. And that in itself was a challenge because there are just so many freaking Bud Light seltzers. <laughs> um, we, we had three different packs of Bud Light seltzers. And um, let me see here. I'm just opening up the bracket. Okay. So, and so we actually, we had a couple of plan rounds too. So we had, it 32. was 30. Well, we had 32, but we had three different plan rounds as well because. 38. Had, yeah. <laughs> We, um, no, 35 is what 35. Yes, that, yes, that's correct. 35. So 35 different flavors. Um, and it, it made it challenging because when you think about seltzer packs, usually you assume there's four flavors in them, but some only had three, like the Bud Light tie dye, which used to be the retro summer has only three flavors. And then the lover boys only have one flavor per pack. So that kind of threw things oh out of proportion a little bit. So we had to do some corrections. Oh, there's so much history to seltzer. It's formerly retro summer now tie dye. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like I know too much, but something else, we were also saying while we're out on the boat and trying all these different seltzers, we're like, wow, the seltzer market's really improved because last year we found that some of a lot of the seltzers were like, Oh, these, this one isn't very good. We don't like this one. There were a lot of hard decisions that we had to make this year yeah. to advance each round of the bracket. Somebody, somebody's standing on the edge of the boat being like, I'll do it, and, and <laughs> diving off the back. And after the seltzer they don't like doesn't get picked. Yeah. There, there were some disappointing moments. Yeah. But all, you know, the <laughs> consolation was then we started shifting anyone that didn't advance into the loser cooler, and then we could just drink the whole loser cans cooler. of those. I love loser cooler. <laughs> It's everybody. It's everybody. At the, it's, speaking of the Simpsons, we, another another Simpsons reference. It's when they do the uh, the the auction for the single for the the, the single men for the date auction yep. thing, and people are walking into the into the rejects into the rejects <laughs> line. Why do they make us stand here? This is so humiliating. <laughs> That's all the seltzers in the seltzer cooler looking at each other. Uh, all right. So who won the damn thing? Um. Who won? Yeah. So it Give was, us your final four and tell okay, us who won. The final four. Well, first, I'm going to tell you what seltzer I'm drinking because I just yeah. okay. found tell there was an, an interesting like this connection. One? Um, this one did not make it out of out of the first round. However, mm. it was beat out by the the runner up. So, oh, sure. So right now I'm having a, a Bud Light cock from the cocktail hour pack. It's the lime margarita. Yum. Now Delicious. 
it's it's tasty. Now it went up against the Topo Chico signature margarita because we were margarita against margarita. It was destined to lose. Yep. You yeah. know about my Built love to, for, for Topo pineapple, so this sounds delicious if it's carried it, on from Built to die. Yeah. yeah, very good. So our final four were the Topo um, Signature Margarita, the Simply Lemonade, just straight lemonade flavor, wow. mm-hmm. right. Bud Light Hard Soda Cherry Cola, That's and, and Smirnoff um, Neon Lemonade Peach Lemonade. Now I'm truly shocked that there's a Smirnoff I, in there. I know. Wow. And that one was a random ad to to the mix because um, one of the girls did all of the shopping. So she went to Binnie's and got all of the seltzers. There was one pack that she couldn't find. And so she's like, well, I'm just going to pick something. And she picked the Smirnoff pack. And those were actually, like, they were surprise, surprisingly good. Now, the one, okay, so let before I go off on a tangent and tell you a story. So I've oh given boy. you the final four. I'll recap them again because I've yep. wandered around um, in the order that I mentioned them. So the Topo Chico signature margarita. That's right. The simply lemonade, just regular straight lemonade. Right. Bud Light hard soda, cherry cola. Delish. A and mine. Smirnoff neon lemonade peach. Mm. So that was the final four. People love Smirnoff. Who do you think made it to the final two? Uh, I think it was the Simply and the Cola. Tony? I think it's the Topo and the Simply. Mm. You guys each had one of them, and it was not Simply against Simply. So it was the Bud Light Hard Soda Cherry Cola and the Topo Chico Signature Margarita. That's right, yeah. Okay. Yep. And the winner... Well, we know. I know the winner was cola. The big winner. It was the cola. Because cola is the winner. It's my favorite too. It was. It was a toss. It was a really hard decision. I actually voted not for the cherry cola. cola. I voted for the signature margarita. Dude, the cola tastes so much like cola. Oh, it's it's so fucking. It's but it's the cherry cola, which tastes exactly like like cherry cherry coke. Yeah, I I don't drink a lot of wild cherry Pepsi these days, but I do love it. It does taste and it does and it finishes drier. Boy, Ooh. that shit finishes drier than a brandy old fashioned bitch. Well, uh, it's so. good, right? Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, the cherry cola is my favorite. Like, I would just insane. buy packs of the cola ones. I don't need all the other soda shit. Just give me the cherry cola and the regular cola. Yep. It's it's also healthier for you than drinking An cola. Actual, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Even a- though it has booze in it, it doesn't have nearly the sugar. No. And other dog shit that's in there, you know? It has some of the dog shit, but not as much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just some of it. That sounds like it's right up my alley, I've got to say. I, I love a cherry cola. So you, know, you said the Smirnoff was a surprise. What other observations do you want to throw out before I drive us into the game? <laughs> um, well, so some of the other surprises were the... Um, She's got a whole page I, of notes. I, I page of prepared notes. for this. Okay. I wrote down notes. Yeah. She uh, knows how to podcast. You and me, however, Tony, are fucking assholes. <laughs> I even wrote them on a real piece of paper. Um <laughs> So some of the surprise hits, the, the Simply Lemonades, mm-hmm. nobody expected those to be as good as, as they were. Mm-hmm. And then 
because you had talked about Vizzy a couple weeks ago, the Vizzy Mimosa seltzers were shockingly good. And my friend Amanda, she, we, she hated them last year. And she was like, do not tell me which one is the Vizzy. Because we, really? we didn't drink full cans. We had yeah. our little taste glasses and poured them out. And we had them numbered one and two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we had in a dump bucket, which was the lake. Um, so she had to close her eyes environmentally sound and we would hand them to her and be like okay now drink them yeah speaking of the dump bucket um, the something I noticed I thought was interesting Bud Light seltzers were the only ones that had like artificial colors added to them so you'd pour them out of the can and like the strawberry like daiquiri the cola is cola color. it is it looks yeah. like cola yeah. the strawberry daiquiri is bright barbie pink and the lemon lime one looks exactly like Mountain Dew. Yep. So that was interesting. But like the the strawberry daiquiri one was was not a favorite of anyone's. But that one got thrown overboard by pretty much everybody. <laughs> it was pretty pretty. I'm glad gross. I didn't grab that one. It's also in the fridge. I know that can live there forever. Um, <laughs> I find it interesting <laughs> that it would have been a perfect opportunity to cash in on the nostalgia that. Or at least I have for crystal clear cola. I don't know whether that was a fad in America, but that would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. Pepsi, yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, or Pepsi now. Blue. Pepsi Blue, sure. I like yeah. Pepsi Blue. But um, the winner from last year, the Lover Boy White Tea Peach, uh-huh. that went out in the first round. Wow. wow. The game has gotten harder. It it really has. I mean the. It's like it's like the University of San Francisco making it to the tournament. You know, they won the tournament in the '60s, but now they're they're 13 seed ass. You know, terrible. They're booted DePaul. You know, who cares? Yeah. Um, Hold on. Did we have any protesters amongst the group? Was this like a January 6th insurrection type situation <laughs> where somebody? They were the beautiful. They were the beautiful boaters. We were the beautiful, were the beautiful <laughs> boaters. We were so, the beautiful mean, boaters. <laughs> uh, there, there were some moments where where. If there was, because there were an odd number of us, you yep. thank goodness, because if there were any ties, it would have been really hard. Um, when it was like four to three, I mean, we were generally a, a, a peaceful bunch, but there would be some moments where there was a little bit of like surprise and yelling that something had lost. Yep. But no one like tried to like overturn the boat or But anything. if your favorite loses, it goes into the loser cooler and you can have the rest. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which was why I was so sad when the Bud Light Blue Raspberry... It did so make it pretty far it, yeah. to the, it made it to the elite eight <laughs> and it was the runner up from last year and it actually lost to this year's runner up. Oh, crazy. So right. pretty wild. It's They've had some tough matchups. So nobody uh-huh. painted their face and got an Indian head headdress on. Go, and- <laughs> go to support the team. <laughs> no, yeah. nobody, nobody went quite as far. All right. All right. But could have been funny. Well, uh, as they say, uh, as they say in the movie Saw, why don't why don't we play a game or whatever he says? That cr- crazy guy in Saw, let's play a game or whatever that is. Uh, let's play a game, Tony. Good. Tony and Kelly have been sent down the well for today's game. Well, at least we have each other. Down separate Tony, please, 
Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to put him down Cyber Hill. Tiny's well's a little sticky these days. Oh. Uh, <laughs> tidy up down there. I think someone else has got the dive bar floor in, in, in his in his room. Yeah, right. He's going to keep drinking this. Uh, all right. So we're. Uh, we had, we had a kind of fun series on on this show, Kel, a while back, uh, in mm-hmm. honor of the NCAA tournament, which we and we ran it until April, famously, uh, <laughs> just like the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. even potentially May, if I recall correctly. I think it ran into and, May. Uh, yeah, it just kept going. A uh, little little bracket contest we did here with the Untrapped style. Um, now we're not going to do it quite that long. Um, we're not going to do it with your whole bracket. That would take a long time. Uh, this will probably also still take too long, but we uh, we can at least take less time. That's what we're known for, though. So exactly, we love doing that. So we've taken your final eight, Kel. You know, mm-hmm. you know how you guys rated it, mm-hmm. but ah, uh, you don't necessarily know how the voters of Untrapped, how the the rating public, have rated your final eight compared to yours. So in this game, you know, Kel, you'll be able to decide. Well, both of you can decide if you want to stick with uh, the the boat, the beautiful boaters rating. Our, all of our beautiful boaters love their seltzers, and they're drinking them more and more. And uh, you can stick with their ratings, or you can say, "Nope, I believe that the world believes differently. Uh, I think the world is going to think of these." differently than than the ladies now Kel, can you describe you guys have a rating criteria that may be different from untapped can you guys describe i know part of it is like fizziness and stuff so it's a personal preference of mine and something that i everything is just totally random there's no like specific criteria (laughs) there's no specific but the the general rule of thumb that we follow is would you want to drink a whole can of it Okay. okay yep all right Okay, but this is is more like Crufts Dog Show, where each individual judge, even though they've got a basic criteria, at the end of the day, best in show comes down to personal taste with whoever's judging that very moment. So let's start this out. We have the one. These aren't seated. These are just the final. These are the final eight. Okay, we're only doing the final eight. Yeah, we got it. So the first matchup in the final eight. It was the Smirnoff Neon Peach Lemonade mm-hmm. uh, against the Simply Lemonade, like regular. So let me let me give you guys a Wait. quick description of these That's as best possible. I can. Kel, you, now remember, you guys cannot actually look these up on Untap. It's, it's the strawberry version of the Simply Lemonade. Yes, sorry, it's the it is the strawberry. Okay. You're right. So the Neon Peach Lemonade. <laughs> It does not have a description on Untapped. Smirnoff <laughs> has not been updating these. It's four point five percent, and it only has sixteen ratings, unfortunately, for, you, for us. So and this is not this has not been taken up by a lot of people. Yep. And then we have the Simply Lemonade Strawberry, of course. That's right. Um. So we right. know the. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the Smirnoff went deep, but I'm actually yes, going. Right. So, we have, so we know that in the real world, yes, the Smirnoff went deep. Uh, but we, you know, 
uh, we don't know how that how that fits in here. So, yep. Sorry, um, lovely ladies. I'm getting. You don't have to guess the number. I'm not going to tell you the numbers till the end. All you tell me is the winner of this matchup uh, in the untapped universe, in the non-boating universe Mm -hmm. between Smirnoff Neon Peach Lemonade and Simply Lemonade. The Simply Lemonade Strawberry, sorry, has uh, just to tell you what kind of descriptions I can get for you. Um, the Simply Strawberry Lemonade is 5%. It has a 1,000 ratings. Mm. This is interesting. So this is being taken in and rated by more people. Yep. Uh, this fresh take on the classic pairing of strawberries and lemonade is sure to fuel your festivities with a blissful blend of ripe berry and tart lemonade flavors. So this is a 1,000 check-ins on Untapped. The Smirnoff only has 16. I think part of it is because it's hard to find. But I'm going to go against the ladies in this one. I'm going to go... With America, I'm sorry, because there is a, not a hatred, there's a disdain for the Smirnoff brand, I think rightfully so, because of the Smirnoff ice back in the day, Um, they were a terrible cocktail, I'm going to go with the the truly whatever flavour that was, that's going to... Be high you're going with the you're going with the simply the simply lemonade strawberry. Okay. Yeah. Kel, um, are you sticking with your your gut? Are you sticking with the original feeling, or are you going with simply? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember how I actually voted in this matchup. Okay. And I feel like in this one, and if I so there, I'm like, there's too many peach things. And I think it was this one. We were like, I just wish it had more peach flavor. Okay. So I'm actually going to go against the bracket and go with simply the simply lemonade strawberry. Who simply like the regular lemonade people just saw, hey, seltzer blowing up. Why don't we get it on the market? Yeah. What if we put alcohol Mm -hmm. and bubbles in it? Actually, not that many bubbles, and it's also not that tart according to the description. It's pretty sweet. Lemonade. It's not really, you know. Okay, so you're sticking with strawberry lemon. You're going with strawberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. You're going off off bracket. Well, it was a good choice because it does uh, beat out the, the, the 16 votes <laughs> for Smirnoff Neon. Uh, the Smirnoff Neon Peach Lemonade. This was the lowest rated of the entire set of eight. He is your wow. guys' runner-up. Your friends have bad taste, Kel. Uh, 3.11. <laughs> Wow. Neon peach lemonade. Um, uh, uh, so simply is through. The next matchup is the Bud Light hard soda cola flavor. Cherry cola. Che- no. Yes. Sorry, cherry cola. <laughs> Correct. No, you're right. It is the cherry Who cola. Who made the I did. Hard soda cherry cola flavor against the Vizzy Mimosa peach. Mm-hmm. So Vizzy Mimosa Peach and Bud Light Hard Soda Cherry Cola, the winner of this. Mm-hmm. Vizzy Mimosa Peach, also very popular. So a, a quick checkup on the un, untrapped metrics, Tony. I know you count on these. Yes, I do. You, you uh, know Bud this. Light, cherry Cola. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Cherry Cola has 2.6 thousand check-ins. Um, and it has, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 has no description, of course. Of course. Like sounds and great. then the Vizzy Mimosa Peach 
uh, is uh, you guys like peach, huh? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's most peach flavor. orange has 405 check-ins and no mm. description. So well, there's that. So we have the Bud Light hard soda cherry cola, and we have the Vizzy Mimosa Peach. I'm going to have to go against the group again, and here's my reasoning on this one. I, Bud Light brings a lot of flavour to the table from what I hear. And mm-hmm. in the salsa community on Untapped, I think they like subtler flavors than you would want at a group tasting. This is kind of like um, competition barbecue. Competition salsa needs to bring mm-hmm. a lot of flavor to the table. So therefore, I think this is a great one for competition, but not necessarily rated highly for drinking. So I'm going to um, think that the antioxidants get this one. And the vitamins. You've got the, <laughs> the health, health has it. Right. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the cherry cola. cola. I think everyone was probably just so taken in by Guy Fieri's Super Bowl commercial when he talks <laughs> about this. Just has so much flavor, and the mayor of Flavor Town wants you to drink this, and they all say yes. Okay, we have to have this. Right. I'm just gonna check out for the last one. You guys both got it. So Tony's got busy. Mm-hmm. Ellie's got the cola. The winner of this one. Is in fact the cherry cola Bud Light. Yes. Uh, this is ah. a, a, a scoring effort. Honestly, it's just a bad matchup. Uh, it had a three point four one. That's good. So that's pretty good that. for hard. Yeah, it is. Fair. Yeah. So that will face off with the uh, simply lemonade in the next round. Okay. So it's got that going for well, it. You're going to have to remind me. I've already yeah. forgotten. I will tell you the next round okay. matchups when we get there. Uh, next one. This is the Bud Light. Like tie-dye blue raspberry. Oh, my favorite. And the Topo Chico Signature Margarita. So Bud Light tie-dye blue raspberry. I'm sure it won't have a description. I'm just giving you big numbers. Yep. Um, Give me the check-ins. That's all we really need. To Descriptions don't mean anything. It's all marketing in the salsa world. It's all marketing, baby. So Bud Light blue raspberry. Uh. Which in Australia it has 3.5 check-ins. Oh, tart raspberry aroma paired with the classic taste of cotton candy. Your taste buds are calling for flavor twist. There you cotton go. candy? I don't know. Whatever. No, this and, tastes exactly like a blue Slurpee from 7-Eleven. And then you've got the... Um, Topo. the hell is the other one? Topo, Topo. signature margarita. Yes. Uh, and then that, and that one, Topo, Marg... Uh, that one uh, does not have a description, 1,000 check-ins. Now, I will say, in Australia, Blue Raspberry would probably go under the trademark name of Blue Heaven because we've got a milk company, um, Big M, that do um, Blue Heaven um, limited edition um, Big M's, and um, they used to be a milkshake staple. You could order a Blue Heaven, which was Blue Raspberry. But I'm not going to go with the Blue Heaven. I'm going to go with the one that I know what their base is like. And Topo Chico is, it sounds delicious. That sounds right up my alley. I'm going to trust my own flavor profile, what I like. That's going to be my pick for the one that's going to go through in the bracket. Kelly, what is your choice?
I think we might have frozen, folks. I uh, will get right back to you there. Okay. Bud Light, Blue Raspberry, or Topo, signature Margarita. This is a tough call for me because I really like both of them. But I have to go. I have to go with my heart, Tony. I have to go with my favorite, the Blue Raspberry. Wow. Kelly goes with the Blue Raspberry. So well, had- it's just. I don't know. I have such an affinity for blue raspberry, and I if if it's the loser, then everyone else is wrong. So you went with the topo, Tony. <laughs> Kelly went with blue raspberry. Uh, the winner was blue raspberry. Yes. Oh. So Kelly's at three. Tony's at one. Uh, uh, so the last round uh, matchup is we have Bud Light tie dye twisted berry. And simply lemonade, lemon type, regular type mm-hmm. in this matchup. So simply lemon, lemon type, I think we can grasp what that is. Yes. Um, but, of course, I will pull that together. So tie-dye twisted berry, Bud Light twisted berry, uh, is uh, 602 check-ins, no description. <laughs> of course. And of course not. simply, simply lemon. Uh, their signature lemonade, one point one thousand check-ins, bright and refreshing. Signature lemonade takes the beloved sweet lemony tartness of lemonade flavor and adds an extra element of excitement, which is booze. I think, yep. in fact, so simply lemon against the tie dye. What do you got? Kelly, you can oh, go first. I'm I'm gonna so- sound like Bud Light paid me to be on this podcast because you're going with the Bud Light over the regular type lemonade. Yes. Okay. I, well, I a lot of this is just also me slightly voting with personal preference. Um, but the the twisted berry, I, they change. So another random thing only because I know because of doing Damn, this is the some bracket in, in info right? <laughs> yeah. shit that nobody wants to know or cares yeah, about deep. is last last year the the retro summer pack had like it was like it was like a bomb pop flavor mm-hmm. it was like it's like ice berry sure, ice yeah, or something yeah. sure yeah, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> whatever uh anyway it's now it's twisted berry, and it's not. I don't think it's quite bomb pop flavored anymore. But do you think that's the that's the? I think that was ge- the inspiration. The, the, the genetic um, makeup of it. Makeup of yes. Twisted mm-hmm. berry is bomb pop. Okay. All right. I like bomb pop. We've had bomb pop. Other ones. Four hands made a bomb pop seltzer. Those are right. Mm-hmm. So Tony, you're going lemon. What are you going with no, lemonade? Well, I'm I'm going with Budweiser. I just want to say that Bud, there's no way that Budweiser are paying you because they obviously don't have a PR department. They can't even bother writing up a paragraph on their sources, <laughs> let alone pay someone on a podcast on a tap, to yeah. promote their shit. So. <laughs> right. And all I had to do was copy paste probably whatever the description on the website. Well, you're both wrong. <gasps> uh, the winner is simply lemonade, so nobody wow. gets anything there. Uh, Twisted Berry goes out with a 3.2. Uh, by the way, Topo Chico Signature Margarita went out with a 3.28. So we have next round. Uh, now now I can stop reading the descriptions. Yep. This is Simply Lemonade Strawberry against Bud Light Hard Soda Cherry Cola. So this is a tough, this is a big Say one. Say that one more time. Simply Lemonade Strawberry mm. against Bud Light Cherry Cola. 
Bud Light Cherry mm. Cola for me. Everything I've learned says that yeah. this is going to score well. Everybody yeah, loves agree. Cherry Coke. Everybody should love Cherry Coke. Okay. And there needs to be a no-sugar version of Cherry Coke. Just okay. Saying. So you're yep. both on Cherry cherry Cola. Yeah. Well, you're both wrong. It's Simply Lemonade Strawberry. Bud I Light. told you the Simplys were surprising. Bud Light Hard Soda Cherry Cola goes out with 3.48. Next up, you have Simply Lemonade Lemon Type against Bud Light Tie-Dye Blue Raspberry. Blue Raspberry. Kel? Blue Raspberry. You got Blue Raspberry. I have Tony? to go against this. I have to go against the Budweiser shill. You're, you're going to need to go against it just to catch up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this game's played. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing down the ball three to one. As, as it is. This does right. not reflect my true feelings, but I have to play the board. Well, you're not both wrong, finally, because uh, in this case, it's simply lemonade uh, mm. regular type. Simply lemonade regular type beats the blue raspberry. Uh, blue raspberry goes out Tony's with 3.32. By the way, cherry cola went out with a 3.48. So what you're saying is... So the final two I need is to be on on <laughs> checking in our blue raspberry. Simply lemonade... Strawberry against Simply Lemonade Lemonade. Kelly, what do you guys got? Kel, so you, you, we're going to hear what do you got. Because Tony has to wait so you don't, he doesn't pick the same thing as you do. I feel like it's going to be Simply Lemonade Lemon type. She thinks lemon type, Tony. She thinks wrong. She thinks wrong. It's going Tony to be, says strawberry. Yep. Who doesn't love a strawberry? Uh, well, I guess, it, well, everybody does love it, but not as much. Simply uh, Lemonade Lemon wins. Ah. Simply Lemonade Regular Lemon has a 3.68 on untapped. Wow. And Simply Lemonade Strawberry has a 3.63 on untapped. But far and away, uh, a full uh, 15 hundredths, uh, I guess, point one and a half tenths better than the nearest competitor in this entire final eight. So the Simply Lemonades are wildly popular. Those might be some of the best rated, widely available seltzers on earth. So I guess I advise we get some. I've never had it, so I would love to try it. Um, tough break. Yeah, rough. For the, uh, for the boaters who had, you know, Neon Peach went to the final four, right? It did. Jeez, 3.11. Oh. No, but what we've got to take into account is where these votes were certified. Were they certified in Arizona, for example, where all those (laughs) fake ballots are? That's right. Joey Gilbert might not be. You know, Joey Gilbert is looking for the extra votes in in uh, in Tonopah or in uh, Elko or in Mm. you know. uh, We were extremely close to Wisconsin, so. Oh, that's right. You know, in Wisconsin, you know, everything's messed up there. They're, they're let, they let them vote whenever, you know. You can vote as many times as you want. Put your vote in the ballot. Or mm-hmm. um, all right, guys. That was a pretty successful show. We've provided a lot of content. I say we wrap it up. Tony, why don't you tell folks where they can find us? I can do that. They can find us on Untapped. Griff is there by himself. He's the only one out of, out of the uh, American... <laughs> conglomerate that is checking beers. He is Griff AD on Untapped. Over here in Australia, mm-hmm. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. We're the only two on Untapped. But we do also... That's not true. 
It is for the story we're telling. We've been through this. Oh, before. okay, gotcha. All right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's because I don't. I, I only. I don't accept randoms on. Untapped. Oh yeah, Kelly. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly doesn't. Kelly will not accept your friendship. So don't don't bother. But uh, if you uh, want to follow us, skip that. Yep. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram. We are Beer Engine Pod at Beer Engine Pod. Uh, if you want to email us to get on our Discord, we are beerengineshow at gmail.com. But if you don't want to email us or hit us up on Instagram, you can just give us straight out dollaridoos at ko-fi.com forward slash podcast. Griff and Kelly, what are your last words today? What do you got? Um, this is, I feel a lot of pressure. Oh, no. Uh, I would say uh, try to pick up some of that Simply Lemonade would be my tip uh, mm. because it's clearly the most popular seltzer on earth right now. Um, but I advise the hard cola. I think that shit was as surprising of a thing as I've had in a while. That was, I think the, the surprise flavor that if you can find it, now the Lover Boys, they did not make it that far this year in the bracket, but... If you want to try something that is unlike anything else that I've had as a seltzer, the Loverboy orange chai was oh weirdly God. good. Okay. And get some of that disorderly tea from yes, Lagunitas. And the you guys can get the Lagunitas stuff. You guys, and if you're in the Chicago area, try to find that lemon seltzer. That stuff's good. Tony, how about you? Um, I can't get many of these seltzers. In fact, I don't think I can get any of the ones that made it deep into your bracket. So, well, you're uh, going to have to get... Back well, out here, and we'll get you. We'll stuff you full of Lord Spritz till you till you faint. And Arnie right. Spritz good. sounds good. All right, All right gang. We'll Delicious. talk to you next week. Bye bye.